hello, welcome back, happy new year to Double Stack F1 Podcast. Hey, Honorat's on, Shy is on today with me. Um, it is our first episode of 2024. Welcome to this wonderful year. Um, and there's already a ton of F1 drama, news, excitement. And I feel like as the clock ticks closer to the start of the season, to the first uh, livery launch and the first on-track action, we're getting spoiled with uh, news and, and, and latest and greatest. But uh, so we decided to catch up, Shy and I, to kind of go over all the shenanigans that have been happening in the last 27 days of 2024 thus far. Um, we've had big news from the house team. We had big news out out from Ferrari, out from uh, McLaren in terms of drivers, in terms of uh, team principles on, on, on that, those two fronts. Uh, we've had some action in terms of new liveries, new teams, new rebranding. And uh, looking ahead, we'll have uh, we'll chat a little bit after all of that uh, news catch up on uh, the next checkpoints for us this season, uh, starting with delivery launches and then uh, maybe caveat uh, spinning it out a little bit and talking about the testing and what to look what uh, what's on deck for us there um but yeah without further ado let me welcome mr shah shah how have you been 27 days into 24 are you keeping up uh, hello everybody yeah i've been doing good uh 2024 has a good start i feel so i mean this is i feel like this is my year kind of thing I don't know why, but 2024 it sounds good. It's exciting. It's it's getting me excited. So yeah, I've been doing uh, some good uh, winter sports during this off season. Uh, besides that, nothing too crazy. It's uh, I'm, I'm in, uh, probably joining the F1 drivers in uh, in my um, love for skiing during the winter time. Yeah, I I, I thought you were gonna say something like you were. Uh... Sl sliding down the the slopes with uh, Charlotte Claire, I think I saw. A I wish, I wish, man, I wish. Sliding down, going extremely fast. I have to give it to him, but uh, yeah, you were out there ski or snowboard? What was it for you? Uh, ski. I'm more of a ski. Yeah, I've been trying snowboarding. All right, we gotta we gotta get you on the on the. On a, is it a two? Is it a two, oh, what's the difference between? Yeah, the snowboard is like one, right? Yeah, one skateboard. Ish on yeah. the easy goes to show I don't skate or ski. It's too cold out there. When it's cold, I'm inside or I'm not out there. Anyways, uh, yeah, Steiner. Let me jump in, or should I? Anything else you want to add before we jump into this? Oh, stuff? that's about it. Yeah, we're good to start. We've got some uh, decent, spicy news yeah. that happened uh, during this F1 off season. Uh, with all the teams going back into winter break during the December month, and they come back in Jan, and then we were hit with the Haas news. So yeah, let's jump yeah. into it. You wanna, so you wanna pick, you pick, wanna pick it apart a bit. Yeah. Uh, so big headline here was uh, we. I don't know exactly what day, but it was like the first big news of the year. Guto Steiner, uh, effective immediate leaving the team, uh, and. You know, a lot of specul like speculation came around, uh, and I think he came out a couple of days later uh, at a at a at a at an auto show somewhere in 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 uh, Europe, um, talking about it was it was performance linked, uh, but really so much you could do. 
But uh, yeah, that's the situation now. New team principal at Haas, uh, new objective, new car, uh, new concept. Uh, they've been building up on what they they ended up the year on. But uh, how did you receive the bombshell? I mean, it was more or less unexpected to see something that happened. I mean, Gunther was there with the team from the very beginning of their F1 journey. So uh, it, it was it was kind of uh, out of nowhere saying that, okay, they've uh, parted ways. But I think it was more or less brewing in the background, probably from 2021 onwards or maybe 2022 onwards, ever since the new regulations were in effect. Uh, you could see, I mean, if you go back, listen to some of the interviews or some of them, uh, there is a good emphasis from consigner about funding and about uh, putting in good money into the team and in terms of resources uh, to build the team rather than to put money to buy parts. So it's like you want to build up your team through spending it on the resources rather than spending it on a third-party app, third-party products and kind of stuff like that. So you could more or less bring most of it in-house and uh, manufacture yourself. But I think when you have two different pathways that are not aligning, uh, the better outcome would just be trying to uh, part ways rather than to force each others into each other's path kind of thing. So yeah, it was out of nowhere, but uh, once you look back and read through everything, it kind of makes sense that uh, they've decided to part ways. Let's see where the team goes moving forward. Yeah, I know. It's uh it's it's a pretty it was it caught me off guard really here. Uh but I like you said, we were, were kinda like seeing this like a writing on the wall. Um the the other part of this is the change in tone. Uh I don't think I've heard from Gene himself publicly in a long time. Uh and for me it felt like the first time uh having Gene come out and, and, and talking about uh the team and where where the goals are and where they're trying to go next year. I think the other implication of this is just on the silly front is trying to survive, right? Um, just wondering, yeah. uh, big persona in the show. Uh, we all love him um, because of that. Even on and off track, he's just a, a great guy. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be missed. But uh, yeah, Drive to Survive, we'll have to find another character to replace him or... or Hopefully, uh, I don't know if the, the new team principal that they have now, um, Kamatsu, right? The, he was yeah, like Kamatsu, racing, yeah. He was a like race engineer to um, Grosjean for quite some time. Uh, and um, at Alpine and then again at, uh, right? He was a Renault with, with Grosjean and then moved to Haas with Grosjean and just, I'm not sure about uh, the career path for Ayoko Matsu, but yeah. from what I know, in Haas, he was probably on the pit wall and right next to Gunther Steiner, and then we would see him. But I think we've never heard actively from him. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I think, you know, we shouldn't just like, because we like Hunt Gunter doesn't mean like we should just like from the onset see his replacement as, as a flop, but uh, we'll give him time. Uh, excited to see how he performs in this new role, how he brings the engineering side of of of, of uh, management and of performance into the core of, of the team spirit going forward. So excited to see where that that venture goes and hopefully they're not uh, they they can make they can be very competitive, I hope, uh, in twenty twenty four. But yeah, that's Yeah, I mean the, true. Uh, Change is good. 
uh, will only time will tell if uh, if this change has any benefit to it. It's always good to give your internal employees the opportunity to rise up to the ranks and have them prove it. So he's got that job in there, and then uh, I mean he's got nothing to lose at this point in time. They're all they already finished at the bottom of the grid. Uh, mm -hmm. They could only go up from here on, kind of thing. So uh, Gene Haas probably trying to take a more active role and then see how he could probably progress the team a little further up after their disastrous 2023 season. Wow. Uh, I, I read on the news a couple of days ago about uh, the potential of uh, Haas is trying to recruit like a COO, Chief Operating Officer, and the name of, uh, uh, how do you call it, Atmos Safnar is coming up on the radar again uh, to fill in that that that, that particular role. Um, it seems like uh, uh, Schumacher Roth seems to be on board with the idea. So you know, keep an eye on maybe Atmos makes a, a return no. in, in Formula One. You don't think he'll come back? No, nope. I mean uh, I don't think uh, Gene Haas is going to bring Atmos in. That's the thing. Uh, I mean, he. I don't think Gene Haas would like to probably do any big hires. If he would have done, he would have probably initiated it way back, or maybe done at a smaller scale here and there. It's it's too much to do multiple big hires at the same time. But they did also announce that they're going through a management reshuffle. So we'll have to see what's going to happen. Highly unlikely that Otmar may come into Haas, but hey, it, it, nothing's better than me. Be, being proven wrong and him coming into us as uh, one of the uh, roles in there to help IO uh, build up name. and yeah so he's a I think he's a big name I mean, with all of these it's just you know we, we look at the guys that we know um, and uh, we always want to see them make a comeback hopefully we see Gunter coming back somewhere else before the end of the season I it's very unlikely uh, but uh, we'll We'll hope we'll hope to see him back soon uh, in the paddock. But yeah, enough with uh, the I'll call that the sad news part of uh, of, of the of the session today. Uh, into something more interesting. Um, there's been a lot of move at, at I would say when you say Haas, you say Ferrari, right? Uh, at the Ferrari team, uh, three big topics I think we want to touch on here: uh, contract extension for for Charles Leclerc. I think undetermined duration uh, on that one is very intriguing, um, given you know new regulations in twenty six and whatnot, and and availability of of seats with I don't know some of the bigger teams, uh, but Ferrari is a good team, so it's a good thing for Ferrari to lock him in there. News um, around implication, I think for me, it's the implication on what that means for Carlos uh, in terms of he doesn't have. His contract, his contract buttoned up yet. Um, I I believe today or yesterday there was an announcement about Ollie Behrman being like the the reserve driver and uh, for both cars in 2024. Really quick chap, gonna do his second year, I believe, in Formula Two this year. Uh, did testing for Haas over the winter break, over over the over the last couple of races of the year. I believe he was in Abu Dhabi for testing. It was really quick. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll be curious to see more of him on track, more of him around the team as he ramps up. What does that mean for Carlos's long-term contract? 
Uh, if Ali does well in F2, what does that mean? That's me thinking a lot. But yeah, high level, that's, those are my thoughts here on, on, on Ferrari. Um, what, what, what do you, what, what's your take here on, uh, on the whole situation with the evolution of it at Ferrari? Uh, I mean, nothing to look into too deep. I would say everything is pretty clear, crystal clear for me, or uh, from my point of view. I mean, Charles signing or re-signing and expanding his contract with Ferrari. I mean, yes, that is a good thing. He's always been a Ferrari kid. I think at this point in time, he's more like the franchisee driver. We have a few of the drivers on the grid who are more like the franchisee drivers for their own respective teams. Uh, Charles Leclerc with Ferrari so far up until his career from the very beginning. Uh, so, yeah, nothing too nothing too much to look into, but it's good that uh, both parties have agreed on early on and then uh, figure managed to get a contract extension done and out of the way, focus on 2024. And from Carlos' uh, perspective, he wanted to do the same thing, but last year, I uh, just wanted to get the uh, contract on earlier extension so that they could focus on uh, the seasonal performance together. I think Ferrari's plan or was holding back Carlos's was because they wanted to announce both the drivers together, uh, more or less, I think, uh, which will likely happen. I don't see any other driver fit to me in that second, in that seat in Ferrari besides Carlos Sainz. I mean, they have a powerhouse of a team. Carlos Sainz, uh, Charles Leclerc, both of them consistent and good drivers. And then, I mean, there's sometimes a dynamic between number one and number two, uh, different tracks and stuff, but it's good to have that kind of dynamic between the two drivers for your team. So, yeah, it would be a no-brainer uh, for Ferrari to make any choice. I think it's just going to go sign Carlos Sainz for at least up until 2025, 2026, or maybe 2027, because the new regulations hit in 2026. So it's good to have a stable driver when you have new regulations, a driver who already knows your car, and then who could learn it, and then who could really bring up an extra bit of performance. So yeah. you would see Carlos sign the contract extension maybe up until 2026 or so. Mm -hmm. And in terms of uh, Oliver Behrman, the junior drivers, yeah, it's always good to have your junior drivers as reserve drivers. Uh, he's got a good amount of time before he could step into an F1 car. Uh, so, I mean, he would also, again, have to prove himself uh, in F2 to see if he could secure the championship and beat and be the top talent uh, to be deserving of an F1 seat in, in the top team, like such as Ferrari. Yeah, he's, uh, I think one thing that I've always remembered is all these demonstrated some really quick drives and really strong performance, even, even in its first couple of years, uh, first, the last couple of years I've seen him driving F3, F2, uh, he's been, he's been fantastic. He's, he has pace. He's a really strong driver, uh, has already a couple wins, a win or two under his belt in, uh, in, uh, F2. So. One to keep a close eye on uh, for up and coming strong talent. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, we can't we can't we're not predictors of the future, right? We 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 hope we're good at it, but uh, we're just kind of keeping an eye out for how things are shaping out uh, and not missing not missing something as it comes through. But I know this is a developing story, so keep an eye out for for situation out in at Ferrari. Uh, there'll be. We'll see. We'll see. hope to hear from Carlos. I think Carlos. I remember last year he mentioned his 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 willingness to keep his options open. As we think about uh, the Audi twenty twenty six agenda, um, mm -hmm. so he doesn't like to kind of commit 
right away, I think maybe that's that's in the back, and we're probably ignoring that a little bit at this point, uh, and focusing on the fact that his teammate got a longer contract and didn't. But maybe it's it's Carlos's choosing, right, to be like, well, maybe I don't want a long term contract. I'm I'm happy with a couple of years, uh, and then we'll we'll go from there. As I kind of weigh my options with Audi and whatever new team is on the grid, because for anybody to commit beyond 2025, 2026 uh, is, is tough, right? Um, because you don't know where your team is going to stand with the new regulations. Uh, so it's a, it's everybody's kind of like every team could be fair play uh, in 26. So it's good to kind of keep the channels open. And I don't think by, by the team saying these are undetermined length of contract, maybe they just end in 27, right? Uh, with a bunch of clauses. I think you brought this up. There's probably clauses in there if the teams don't perform well under this regulation or next year or the 26 regulations that these drivers can pull out and shop shop around, right? So let's see yeah. how it all plays out. Uh, but those were big, big news. Similar to that, we had at McLaren a similar story. Uh, big news with Lennon Norris. What's your take on that too uh, versus... Uh, again, Straight, I mean, nothing. It's 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 uh, two parties were on the same page. Uh, what they saw on twenty twenty in twenty twenty three was more or less what the team wanted to be and what the driver also wanted to be. What the parties agreed that they have a chance at securing a top spot uh, with the championship and then finishing and being the champion with the team kind of thing. So Landon Artist McLaren has always been Landon Artist's team. Uh, Ever since he stepped into the team, he, he felt at home. He's made it his own team, even with his uh, engineers and his mechanics. Uh, I think, yeah, when I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure everybody knows it, but during his first year as a testing driver with McLaren and during his first year as an F1 driver, he's been doing apprenticeship in the garage, learning everything around it. I mean, his down-to-earth attitude with the team and with the team members is what helped him where he is today, it's good to see both of them extend their contracts and are happy with each other's performance and uh, they can only go forward from here kind of thing. Uh, very much excited uh, to see where this new uh, season takes them and uh, hoping that they secure the top spot and get back onto the top three in championship and then probably top in the, the drivers and constructors. One he mentioned he wants to win the championship here. Yep, happening in twenty five. Spicy take. Their uh, their new wind tunnel has already been active. They've been putting in a uh, good good parts in there, and then you'll see them come into play maybe middle to end of twenty twenty four season because the twenty twenty three. I mean, the twenty twenty four car would have started designing in twenty twenty three itself. So the upgrades would be from the new wind tunnel, but I mean, uh, yeah. Facility slide, yes, that's a ma major milestone that they've hit and that they were banking on that too, saying that we would have a real opportunity at uh, the championship. Uh, once our new wind tunnel has been active and uh, we are able to make the best out of it, they've done a pretty good job. In fact, one of the best turnarounds in Formula 1 season in calendar uh, from the bottom of the grid all the way to securing, being the second fastest on most of the tracks during the second half of the season. So that that's that's what is likely to happen maybe this year. I hope so. Without a the teams coming into 
a continuation of like the progress from 24. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely likely with with uh, McLaren. I can see them challenging Red Bull from the onset. They're they're the only challenger that I see out there at the moment. So let's see how they, yeah. they bring the fight over to to Red Bull uh, starting uh, at uh, uh, Bahrain in a couple of weeks. Uh, well, yeah, no, one other thing. One other thing. I mean, in terms of McLaren. With the drivers' contracts, not just Landon Artists' new recent expansion, but if you take a look back at it, I think it's that's the team's mentality that they've stuck with. Uh, I mean, ever since under the new management of Zach Brown, they wanted to get the drivers' contract out of the way, so both of them could always focus on uh, the team and the car and for the season, and not have that contract lingering around. That's why you've seen uh, Landon Artists' contract always being extended, and at, at least in year earlier than when it is supposed to be ending. Same goes with Oscar Piastri. They've given him a multi-year contract straight uh, during his rookie season, where usually they give a rookie's year-to-year basis kind of thing, but that's trust that they have in the drivers and expect the drivers to have the same amount of trust within the team and build that trust together while focusing on the team rather than them worrying about their own contracts. So it's a good good. thing. That is true. Uh, good stuff there. Let's see how it it uh, converts to on track uh, performance in the in the next couple of days. All right, next topic here: Visa Cash App RB Formula One team. Big news! Big news from uh, uh, Fianza, uh with uh, the addition of oh, big sponsors. Uh, then they, they moved, moved back to I don't think Red they completely cars. moved. I left, I read the um the uh press press release. They still mentioned Bianza and that. Okay. So uh, that's why I'm saying that. Uh, but yeah, there is there 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 are the, the, you're right to 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 point out that they are they're combining they're moving some of the folks around uh to to Belton Kings to be closer to the Red Bull. Uh, team that also uh, brings in my first question. Right, I'll jump. I'll jump straight away from the name where everybody's just excited about uh, in in their own way, and then talk about how this car could be. How this sponsorship is probably a genius move by Visa and Cash App uh, to be prime sponsors of a team that could potentially start the season uh, on a very very strong foot, uh, given you know the parts they can get from from the the leading world champions so i think it's a genius move i think we'll we'll get we'll get to terms with the name for sure uh v carb or whatever you want to call it but ultimately i think they'll be a a a force to reckon with and they'll have a lot of screen time um and they'll be a big player in terms of the 2025 silly season and 2020 yeah 2025 silly season next year in terms of some of their drivers leaving uh i don't know what the situation with yuki is going from where honda plays in 26 uh if he makes a move in 25 question mark there uh danny ricardo if he steps up uh is that it what that means for that team is it two seats one seats opening up there or no seats um on the bench liam lawson potential there to come back in strong so there's a lot that we will i think this next year will, will, will be uh up front and center with this visa cash app uh team and i think uh they'll be good on track and they'll probably provide a lot of 
off track excitement for us as well. That's my that's my my me reading in through the the tea leaves a little bit here to to predict what's gonna happen with this with this new team. Quote, I mean unquote, nothing uh, too much to say more or less. I mean the team rebranded from uh, Atari to Visa Cash App RV. Yep, I think uh, in short V Car is what they'd be referred to as. More or less, that's much easier. And in terms of the naming, I mean, as you said, the title sponsors, uh, they are they have been getting good amount of social media exposure. Doesn't mean doesn't matter what way or so. People are talking about the team name. If it doesn't matter if people like it or if people feel it's weird, they're still generating uh, their social media buzz on it, which has been helpful. And given how their partnership uh, between Red Bull and uh, VCar is going to come into play in 2024, should be interesting to see how other teams will fare against. But uh, yeah, just exciting to see what's up for this new rebranded team and uh, how they could go into the uh, new season with a new uh, team principal too, because they're all team principal retired. Yeah, let's see. Yes, right? From Ferrari? Yep. So Laura's coming in. Wait, did they announce it though? I don't think so. They have announced it. Yeah, they've announced it early, 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 like very early in the season. They've announced with the retirement news of, of, uh, what's his name now? I can't forget. Yeah, France. France. I'm sorry, France, for forgetting your name. Uh, But yes, France Toss. Great guy. Uh, I think uh, he's ready to. He's going to be around as like a consultant or to the team and whatnot. So it's not like it's the last we're going to see of him. Maybe if we don't see him at the track, we'll, we'll kind of he'll still be around the team and providing advice uh, to, to kind of help with the transition there. Yeah, not much uh, other than exciting news uh, uh, at uh, AlphaTauri. Now the, the suspense is gone. Now we have to think about uh, what the car looks like. And speaking of what the cars look like, uh, I know you did. You 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 kind of took some time to look at the, the car launch dates and kind of what to look in, what to look out for uh, in the next yeah. couple of, of weeks. Why don't you walk us through like the timeline and like what you what you think is in one word like something exciting about each of them that you'll be looking out for? Yeah, sure, definitely. I mean, uh, the first launch that we're gonna have is Haas on the Feb second. I mean, I would. I usually call these launches as a livery launch. It's just, just more or less uh, what car paint job with the cars have. You won't see the actual cars up until uh, FP2 on uh, Bahrain. And even if you do see the actual cars during pre-season testing, they're all more or less in their camo print, uh, in their camouflage testing liveries. So the actual 2024 contender livery is starting off the class. Uh, they have released the date that they'll be releasing it on 2nd of Feb. And then wow, I think we the have... First. That's crazy. Yeah, they're the first. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the new Tim Principal uh, came in. He wanted to usually... I mean, usually Haas are more or less the last teams to release their delivery. When you look back at it, they usually tend to launch it uh, at the day of testing or the, the morning of the testing day. But this time, I think uh, they've chosen to do it very first, which might be, I mean... I mean, you, you can speculate image, right? all we want. It's just something different, yeah. It's just something they post on their website, similar to last year. It was just yeah, a post. yeah. It's like a digital launch, and yeah. then on Feb 11th is when uh, you will see the Haas livery on track when they're doing a uh, private testing on Silverstone track. 
Mm-hmm. So Feb 2nd and Esther is to launch and Feb 11th is the uh, physical launch when they're going to be on track in Silverstone. Oh, get a shakedown. Yep. And then, you know, yeah, shakedown. And then we have another, we have another rebrand, in fact, uh, which was the Alfa Romeo team that has been rebranded into the stake F1 Sauber team. You but, mean steak uh, like we are, food? Like yeah, steak like, um, yeah, steak, yeah, the juicy steak. No, no, S T A K E, like a stake yeah. in something, like a, a position in something, or like, yeah. Yeah, okay, stake. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we still are not sure about what team, what the company team name is up until it comes in, because, I mean, it's Drake. Stake F1, I think Stake F1 team is what they're going by. And then whenever there are places where you can't actively advertise gambling. They go with Kick F1, which is again a streaming uh, service, and then I think they're calling their current car something called Kick F1 Sauber Team or something. So we'll have to see when uh, it comes out officially. But they are launching their new livery on fifth. They've been teasing a bunch of it uh, around on their social media. So we'll have to see how it comes out. Uh, my guess is it's going to be fluorescent green and black. Yeah. So that. Uh- so we'll, and then we'll, on the same day, we have Williams launch on mm-hmm. uh, the 5th of Feb as well here in New York City. So that's going to be exciting if we could get in and see. Yeah, and, and then uh, Williams, please send the invites for Shah and Honor. True. Yeah, yeah. We, we would very much want to be in there. To cover the launch too. Lovely. We have the Alpine uh, launch too on the 7th. I think uh, for Alpine, there would be two liveries that Alpine would be launching. As usual, for sure, it is what, what as, admin as usual, Pink because Panther. I think, uh, yeah, they'll be doing a testing livery that would be the pink panther kind of thing, complete pink camouflage, and their actual contender would be something else, but we would see later on, and that's what it is. And on Feb 8th, as band, we would be seeing the brand new rebranded look of uh, the Visa Cash app, RV, the VCAR. And then Feb 12th is when we have uh, Aston Martin launch. I think we, there there isn't going to be much of a change from what I could tell. Martin is going to be yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. Continuation or maybe fine-tuning the design a little bit. Just yeah. keep it nice and clean like the Red Bull does. Like, it doesn't get too crazy. Mm-hmm. You need to make this, like, how did this world? Uh, yeah, I agree with Aston Martin there. Just keep it just keep it simple. Yep. On the 13th is Ferrari. Feb 13th is Ferrari. Uh, so again, so, it's going to be the same uh, livery. I don't think they're going to go wild or bold with any of the choices unless they come in with some special liveries. And then on the Valentine's like, Day, it's probably going to be like just the car shape. That's what one thing I'll be looking at at Ferrari. If they go well, the the tub, the bathtub design, are they going to stick with oh. that? Yeah, in terms of like aerodynamically, right? Like what it looks like. Uh, very intrigued to see if they move closer to the McLaren design and, and Aston Martin and, and, and Red Bull uh, type philosophy. So that's one thing I'll be keeping a close eye on. Oh, that's a 50-50 shot. Yeah, because yeah, uh, what what teams do is they sometimes just stick the new paint on an old car or last yeah, no. year's car and just, just call it livery launch. That's what I'm saying. You might not be see, like able to see the actual cars until you're on FP2 of Bahrain. Not even on free practice, you would. I mean, during the testing, you would still see bits and pieces, but you won't see the complete. On the last day, right? The 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 
after second or third day of testing, they'll probably bring it out because they need to pull the data. You need your data. You actually yeah. need your data. So I think eventually they'll pull it out, uh, maybe day two or day three of testing. Uh, but we'll see. It will be yeah. exciting to see. A good example was the Mercedes launch in 2022 when uh, their launch said with full fairing, they had uh, these side pods. Yeah. And then on the testing day, they came in with no side pods. So and that's just, what you'll see. And it all <laughs> there. Uh, a joke kind of, it went so south. But anyway, that was, that was interesting. Williams also came out with the no side pod and then it all quickly, quickly abandoned. Went, they abandoned it quick. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, is it even worth, like, having a day or two of just testing a silly, like, a, a silly concept? I think now the hat is out of the bag, really. Like, we know what concept works, what direction you need to go to, what you need to look like. This is not the time to be cute and be producing cars to look like, oh, completely different philosophy. Just you have two years to figure this out. Get a car that's that you can develop, that you know can be developed, and 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 then work from there. We know what that car looks like, anyways. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. I'm curious to see what they put out though. Uh, but yeah. uh, be exciting. And then we have on the Valentine's Day, February 14th, we have McLaren and Mercedes launching uh, their liveries and the 2024 contenders. Yeah, McLaren already launched it online, but I think it's going to be something different of an event launch. I think they somebody leaked the photo. That's what triggered no. this whole delivery launch. No, I think. No, McLaren. I, I don't. Uh, there's been some leak. There was a quick leak at some point, and then just oh. just over to just like get get over that. It just threw the livery out there on the old car, uh, and then they always do a formal launch at the MTC usually. Yeah. Huge big event. So, uh, looking forward. To, are they actually going to show the Challenger? I don't know. But uh, they, they, they've Could been known be. to actually show the car, though, that they're going to use at least for the start. So um, I hope to see it, though. I think McLaren's a cool one to watch. Uh, Mercedes, uh, don't know. It's the same day, right? Yeah, on the same day, but a different time slot. I'm not sure about the time slot. Yeah. Uh, but on the same day, yes, uh, with a new, some, somewhat of a new concept, uh, since they've abandoned, so I know, so I part thingy. If and they don't the very next day. Yeah, I don't know. If they don't want to piss off the fans, this thing better look like the Red Bull. <laughs> it, and the very, yeah, I mean, you have two days. I mean, you can compare it immediately because Red Bull's launching the very next day. So you'll be like, look at Ferrari, look at Red Bull. Yeah, it matches. It doesn't add up. So you can do that. If, if they try to launch a car that looks anything like 2023, 2022 Challengers, whoa. How the LH fan base will go wild. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is going to be an interesting. I think starting from Ferrari, from the 13th, even Aston Martin, right? 13th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. Now, I don't know so much about 15th. Uh, 15th is Red Bull, yeah. Yeah, Red Bull never shows anything really. But yeah. those two, three days of like launches will be followed with a close eye, like extremely close eye uh, to see what these, because these are the closest challengers, right? These are two, three, and four, right? Last season, five as well. So it's going to yep. be, it's going to be spicy to see what they come out with. 
And then after all of this, all of these testing uh, launches, what do we have? What do we have after all these car launches? I mean, testing. I'm jumping oh, ahead. Uh, uh, we have a week's time, and then uh, we go preseason testing. The cars hit the track. Uh, the drivers feel, get a feel for the 2024 contenders for the, for the very first time on the track. They might have done numerous laps on the simulator, but on the track, uh, will be they'll be hitting it on the uh, 21st of Feb, and then 22nd and 23rd in Bahrain, the preseason testing, the official preseason testing. So that'll be fun. I mean, we can it's not streaming anywhere uh, but um, we can I have much on f1 tv i've been watching for the last couple yeah the years. times the times uh it's like two in the morning or something it starts yeah two it starts at 2 a.m and 11 eastern time right eastern time yes eastern time 2 a.m to 11 a.m yeah 11 a.m the next yeah, day yeah a.m eastern time yeah mm. so that's yeah. uh that's when the testing happens on the three days and then after that, a week's break for the teams to get back, analyze the data, and then be ready for the first race of the season, which is right around the corner. That is Bahrain, the same place where they're doing preseason testing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, excited. Bahrain's first race, uh, it starts on the uh, 29th. But before we that, have, we have uh, a, a very important thing happening on February 23rd as well. Right after testing. What's happening on the 23rd? DTS man, huh? season six. Drive. Oh, drive to survive, yeah. This is gonna be. We'll see what they cooked up from last year. I think. Uh, we'll see if they followed uh Danny Rick somewhere. If they followed Otmar when he was getting fired. If they, if they followed uh Gunter Haas a little bit. Gunter Haas. I still. This is the last couple of times I can say that. Gunter Haas. Yeah. It's like my 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 best mistake of twenty twenty three was to always say Gunter Haas. Uh, but uh, if they follow Steiner, and uh, yeah, what else was interesting, like behind the scenes that you would want to see them capture a little bit of? I mean, the entire storyline this time around could be the McLaren's resurgence. I mean, the McLaren's disaster. That's that's going to be one full episode of uh, McLaren's disaster during Bahrain, Recovering. and all the way to their resurgence uh, back in the season, and then how they were able to plow their way back and uh, contend for poles and uh, for P two, P three. So that's some um, that's going to be one full episode uh, of Drive to Survive. So you can you can see that coming, and then uh, Checo's yeah, uh, championship story and how uh, Max went on to break records and destroy him. So uh, on track, uh, uh, that would be... no, not Ocon's penalties, <laughs> but there'd be some sort of drama about uh, the quota yeah. uh, after race disqualification and stuff like that. And then Mercedes' uh, struggle for 2023, they'll take bits and pieces of it. That's the thing. So uh, the very first season I tried to survive, I've enjoyed it very much. The second season, yes, I've enjoyed that too. I think from third season, fourth season onwards, uh, you you knew that they were kind of fabricating much of it because they would take a dialogue that was said somewhere in the very beginning of the season and then a scene that's happened somewhere in the very end of the season, put them together and be like, and assume that it's happened at the same time. But hey, that's the fun. So I, you watch it without any logic just to have fun and see how the creators have gone in their own creative paths to create uh, that buzz and gen drama that's helped very much and the popularity of the sport grew out of proportions which is good. 
So I'm excited to see how the creators are going to get creative for season six and how they can make it engaging again for the fans. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and then testing, we go through testing and then uh, Saturday race uh, next. After that, uh, first couple races are Saturdays, right? Yep, uh, the first two races are on a Saturday, so our weekend starts, I think, on uh, 29th of February, which is, uh, I'm not sure, which is a Thursday. Yes, so you have your Thursday, uh, practice one, practice two, your Friday, practice three, qualifying, and then your race on a Saturday. So everything has been pushed well, a little, a day earlier. We're calling on Friday. Woo. So yeah. We're going to call you on Friday. Friday and Saturday Sunday what oh this would be great only, that's only for the uh, the Middle Eastern races I think it's because uh, they could go and follow their uh, Ramzan yeah, the Ramadan month they're falling around the, around the same time and to make it easier for them so we just get uh, the yeah, sports being listening start, to some of the as fans as possible, right start as soon as possible I'm not, I'm not complaining my friend uh, I feel like when testing starts, like, you know, for me, it's like, you know, the countdown to testing start. I'll probably whip out one of those bottles of like Ferrari. Okay. Those are like, do like a countdown, have like the New Year's hat on and like one of those blowing thingies. If somebody hears me in my apartment blowing at like two in the morning. <laughs> oh, you're going to go one of those fans. Yeah. So you're watching at home and enjoying as if you're in the area with the full yeah. atmosphere. So you're in full gear with face paint. And then you I'm... have all the flares and the noisy things. I swear to God, I don't sleep. I don't sleep on testing days. I don't. I think I watch every second of it. I, I'm I'm trying to read as much as I can. Like Testing for me is like, it's better than Christmas. <laughs> it's better than Christmas, <laughs> better than New Year's. Like, I can't. I know they sandbag a lot, but if you pay close attention, you can kind of see the story of the season shaping out. Really. Yep. You can have an idea if you pay close attention. It's They can sandbag, but they can't completely sandbag. If they're topping yeah. the charts, be careful, right? Like, they're they're competitive, you know. If, if they look at the driver's face when they come out of the car, how, they, <laughs> how they're talking to the media, there's so much body language to read. It's amazing. Can't wait. Uh, but yeah, that's it for today. It's been a great episode again with you, my friend. We'll catch up after livery launch. I think we'll catch up and talk about what we think about the liveries. Just a little yeah. quick t- 10, 15 minute episode next time. And then we'll catch up after testing so I can uh, I can start rejoicing uh, about the data that I that, that I went through uh, over the last two, three days of sleepless nights. Uh, we can probably talk about a little bit DS. If I watch Drive to Survive, I don't have Netflix, so I need to bum a an account yeah. but uh <laughs> if if i do end up watching an episode or two uh we can talk about that as well all right my friend it's a delight yeah thank you all uh do follow us on our social you'll find us as a double stack f1 podcast on instagram uh we are on facebook too and then listen to our episodes and send us any feedback that you like uh Send us an email, slide into our DMs to let us know the episode was good or the episode was bad. And do let us know if you want us to talk on any specific topics as uh, some, some sort of education section during our episodes. So we can try to do that too. So that's more or less it. Until then, we will see you next time. Peace. Ciao.